We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Rotowire hashtag After Dark Champions League preview show. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I am joined by Ryan Balangi. We're here to break down Wednesday's Champions League slate, but on this Wednesday show, I like to do a little bit of a breakdown on what just happened on Tuesday, especially since it's so fresh in our minds. And Ryan, we'll talk about cash first, but man, I had a really good sweat for a king of the pitch seat, and I just lost it by that much. We'll talk about the lineup. It was still a good day, but I can't help but feel a little bit gutted. I should have won more, but that's life in the DFS streets. How did you do today on uh, Champions League? Yeah, I had a good day too, but you know, it was almost a great day. Um, both of us were talking. We had Ben Sesco in important lineups, and he nearly scored. You know, hit the post, fluffed an easy finish after that. Not an easy finish, but you know, a finish that he could have made. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like we were all over it. We got. Pretty much everything we said yesterday came true. Got the whole slate right, except for Holland not starting. You know, he ended up starting, of course. Pep, Pep is going to Pep. You know, I think I was saying I think we probably might have had a better day if he didn't start because I ended up playing a good amount of him, including my high-stakes stuff. And, you know, the guys that I was going to play over him, Griezmann and Murata, both scored more. But, yeah, you know, I can't can complain, but – it was a profitable day. I won a couple tickets. Uh, I cashed the high stakes stuff. But yeah, it could have been a huge day. I mean, yeah, I could go through a bunch of things. But yeah, we were very close. And you were you were closer than me. I mean, we can. You nearly won the king of the pitch ticket. You got second in the forty four. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's one of those slate. Like you said, like you complain that you didn't win more. You're all over it and just a few things don't go your way yeah close yeah oh well we'll we'll go through we'll go through that i want to talk about um cash first really quick i thought it was a really boring slate for cash we barely even talked about cash games on tuesday just because the slate set up to just jam manchester city and that's essentially what you found in these lineups so i'm showing my lineup on the screen I played Haaland. There are some people that were worried about Haaland's minutes, but he practiced the other day. So I'm just like, look, I'm not going to get cute and fade Haaland. Although you could have played Greatsman, and I think uh, Rotowire, a friend of the show, Mohendi did, and he crushed. So shout out to him. But, you know, Haaland and Foden fit really well. Then you could play Grealish, and those were the main attacking players. Nunez was probably a lock, given how bad midfield was at 4,900. I mean, he played great. I didn't really catch much of the game. I don't know if he took set pieces, but looks like a great stat line. Some people faded Realm. I didn't want to. Realm crushed for 18 points. Uh, Stones picked up an injury at half and then was subbed off. But, you know, he was the punt du jour at 82% in this particular 34-man double up. And then basically everyone was looking at the same 2v2 at the end of their lineup. A lot of, uh, do I play Joe Hart or Glazer and then Rico Lewis or Kovacic or someone like that? So, or a Jao Mario. I don't know, Ryan. Do you have any takeaways from cash? This is when City are underpriced. Um, this is just how it is, I think. Yeah, I think so. You know, look, me, you, and Jordan all had the same lineup. Um, so it seems like it was a pretty good lineup to make. The one though I didn't want to play Joe Hart, but I, you know, he I did. It, it seemed okay. Like Rom was the decision point, like in a 
I was like, that was my, my 2v2 was I was close to fading Rom because I like Jao Mario a lot. So it was fine for me to play Jao Mario. And then I could have played one of the expensive keepers and that lineup would have worked out better. Even with Rom scoring 18, you know, Mario had 12. I was always going to play Rico Lewis because I was, I ended up thinking it was a pretty good spot for him and he was going to be forward and he was. He also should have scored within like the first five minutes. Oh, man. Um, but yeah, no, I, I decided, yeah, like I didn't want to fade Rom because he's going to be popular and he could smash. Yeah, I don't know. I think we made the right decision. Uh, I just, I thought about spending up a keeper and playing Jao Mario, but I either mean, way it worked a, out. Playing a slightly worse fullback and getting a good goalkeeper. Sounds like a reasonable decision. There's like five lineups up ahead of us that played um, the Antwerp goalkeeper, who was a 1v1 off of Hart. So this lineup was extremely was extremely popular. Oh, there you go. How many did he score? The Six. Antwerp keeper? So, yeah. Six. Okay. Six. So, yeah, Six. I was wondering. A, I Yeah. couldn't. I had a tough time deciding which one to play, but... I just I, know. I just clicked Joe Hart because I know him better. <laughs> I, there, I don't know. I don't really have much of a context for choosing one or the other. I thought it was difficult to choose Rico Lewis today, but with Kovacic on and all of the defenders on, I thought that there was outs for him to play more forward, and it looks like he did venture a bit more forward at times. And I was considering him or Jao Mario, and I just thought, well, I'll just take the guy who can – I felt like – I looked at Jao Mario's game logs quite a lot and, you know, kind of like average floor. I just thought Rico would bail me out more of the time. And that's how this lineup worked out. Rico did bail me out. So I'm happy that I wasn't stuck on my priors of being a card carrying Rico Lewis hater. Um, yeah. Uh, Steve Prada out here saying, did early enough Penling score two PKs today? No, just one. He's a big, uh, no, but yeah, no, that's a, I was thinking of that same comment, Steve, because, we haven't seen how Holland score many nice goals, like a lot of pens, you know, a lot of, shouldn't say, you know, he's big and he scores these headers and tapped ins, but his second goal was class. One of the better goals you'll ever see him score. I mean, a goal that not many players in the world can score. So yeah, I, I don't know. I noticed that too. Check it out. Yeah, that was, um, a sick goal. He was going the other direction and just powered it through. So right, like it's so hard to hit that shot when you're when your whole body's going the other direction. Yeah. Anyway, I wanted to move on to my um to my primary lineup that I throw in the forty four and king of the pitch. This is one I put most of the thought into. Then I'll just throw some stuff in like the four dollar and one dollar. But um, I thought long and hard about it, and I didn't really want to play Murata heading into the show. But, Ryan, some comments you made during it, it made me think that Murata had a ton of upside at 8,500. And it was a slate where, against Celtic, I thought I thought Atletico Madrid could go off. And I was looking for maybe a you know 80th percentile outcome for Griezmann. I think you know Atletico Madrid have a more concentrated attack, so I felt like if it's good for Griezmann, I wasn't I wasn't going to you know mind taking Morata along. So I thought I'll play two of them, and I hope I'll get lucky. And I got very lucky. There was an early red card on Maeda, and um, Atletico Madrid dominated for the rest of the game. And it didn't matter that Erling Holland scored a brace. This was kind of a throwback uh, Champions League slate where your guy scores a brace, my guy does better. And Griezmann and Morata both absolutely were crushers. The thing I'm most happy about this, Ryan, was that it was an ownership play and Griezmann came in in the king of the pitch at 17% and Morata was too low at 10% for his goal upside. I mean, FanDuel had his brace percentage around, you know, 18%. This is coming in at 9%. I think that's actually, it's too wide a golf. You know, if Morata was 20%, I think it would be a bad play. At 10%, I think it's a very good play. With that sort of start, I was able to play Grealish, Nunez, um, two of the chalkier midfielders. I didn't really care. My favorite thing I did in this lineup, Ryan, is I played Kyle Walker, who was a late scratch. Uh, no, Akanji was a late scratch, so I threw in Kyle Walker. I thought there was a chance I could get a real, I could sneak a really cheap, somewhat attacking City player. He took a direct free kick and almost scored a goal. And uh, so that killed me. John Stone's getting subbed off a little early killed me. Costa didn't quite get enough saves. And then Sesco. How many chances did Sesco miss? It was so infuriating. If he makes one of those, Ryan, I don't know. I think I would have punched my king of the pitch ticket. So I'm tilting. Yeah, but I I guess, I think I touted Sesco too hard on these podcasts a couple times ago. 
Close, man. Close. He took a shot from outside the box. Great shot off the inside of the post. He had a chance uh, to, to tap home a, a cross on the follow-up. And he's just – he's not Olivier Giroud yet. I mean, he really messed it up. He's a tall, lanky striker, and you can tell he just hasn't really figured out his body yet. Sort of the opposite of Giroud in that way. But, oh, Jack, I mean, so close, too. I got to say, I, I love the Kyle Walker play because of that late scratch, you know, what we found out like 10 minutes before lock. What I don't love is – well, I shouldn't say I don't love. You just, like, I can't believe – your lineup lost by one and you didn't have 18 points from Rom. You didn't have 18 points from Rico Lewis. Uh, I mean, just like, yeah, it was there. It's very frustrating. And I know I mentioned to you before the show, you could have just paired your keeper with Jao Mario instead of Sesco, and then you're taking home everything. Um, but I, you know, I get your reasons not to, especially on a Champions League slate. You know, we like to have four forwards – a lot of the time. And uh, I also get that you might not want the defender with your keeper. Uh, but yeah, you know, just li- little things. Close though, man. Yeah, you, you also had Walker get subbed at the 60th minute. You had stones didn't matter. But yeah, Walker getting subbed in the 60th, 61st minute. You know, if he just stays on a little longer, you're going to win. So it's just so close. I know. I probably ran into like a 99th percentile outcome on these Madrid guys, but sort of paired with some frustrating floor plays just anywhere else I could have gotten it. Um, You know, you mentioned the Jao Mario thing, and I think that's a fair critique. That would have been a very good lineup, too. It's higher scoring usually in Champions League, so I wanted Sesco. I was happy this lineup gave me a lot of outs, right? It didn't matter that Foden and Holland both scored a lot, right? Because I had low-owned Atletico pieces in great spots. And uh, Sesco was another out, you know, 25%. That's not so bad. Kyle Walker, a total out. Like, if he scores that free kick goal, I'm, like, running to the podium rather early in this contest. So pretty happy with that. I felt like it gave me a good chance to win. You know, there's a couple of things that went wrong. I didn't really feel blocked at any point with this lineup, so I was pretty happy about that. Um, how did your high stakes stuff go, Ryan? Uh, I don't know if I can find anything for you in in this. Yeah, contest. no, it went okay. I I I got sixth in the three thirty three, which was the high stakes contest. I was close. I you know a Sesco goal would have done great for me. Uh, who did I? Who did I, I, had, I, I played Evan Nielsen. Evan Nielsen. Yeah. Yeah, it was that lineup, just a standard lineup. Uh, Mario, Rico, Lewis. I don't know. Yeah, no, it went well. Uh, it won me a couple tickets to the 555 on Boxing Day, so that was really nice. Looking forward to that. But hopefully, you know, can't complain. We had it. We had a profitable day, but yeah, it could have been much better. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna feel angry when um, you get second place in the scissor kick due to uh, freaking Pepe scoring a goal in um, extra time when you thought that that was just gonna seal the deal for your goalkeeper win, but. Uh... Wah, wah, you know, we'll get them next time, perhaps even yep. on this uh, upcoming Wednesday slate. So let's start getting into it. So thanks for listening to us uh, blab about our results earlier. I always think it's very helpful to review your play just so you can understand and see what went well and what didn't. Um, Ryan, I'm looking at the Wednesday slate, and this feels like a really vintage like Champions League. When I thought about Champions League back when I first played, it was three big favorites on three crusher teams and... Um, a lot of high goal totals, and a lot of options to play on this slate. So it's going to be fun to try to dissect it. But the three horsemen, I guess, of this slate are Bayern Munich and a great home matchup against Galatasaray. Real Madrid are hosting Braga, and Arsenal are hosting Sevilla. Sevilla are having a very poor league campaign, so Arsenal are quite favored in that spot. All of those teams rather similar. Uh, Bayern Munich just under 80% to win. Arsenal just above 70, so that's quite close. Arsenal touch below in the implied goal total, but I think all three matches are excellent. Um, and then RB Salzburg is not that great a team. Um, Inter Milan are on the road there, and they're pretty big favorites. PSV hosts uh, Lan, or if that's the French way, my uh, pronunciations have gotten much acclaim around the Twitter and Discord circles. And then um, an interesting match, Manchester United are visiting FC Copenhagen, and uh, the odds are a little bit lower for Manchester United than you'd expect heading into the season, but They've been quite poor, and Copenhagen played really well in the reverse fixture. So a lot of cheap players on that side to make your lineups work. Ryan, what's standing out to you about this slate? Oh, I think it's much harder than today's slate. Uh, 
Yeah, I agree. It feels like one of those classic Champions League slates. The reason I think it's much harder, there's a lot of sort of roulette decisions is how I would call them. I mean, just to go through some of them, you've got Vinny and Saka, both 10K in very similar spots. That's, you know, before you even mention Kane, who's sort of the Erling Holland of this slate, minus 300 goal scoring odds. So they have, so you have those four, but then, you know, you also, have, or sorry, those three. Um, but then there's other guys on Bayern and Madrid and Arsenal, you know, Sané, Coman, Musiala, Martinelli, Rodrigo, whoever else. So, you know, not only you got, you got to try to pick, I don't know, which of those teams is going to smash, then which of those players is going to smash. And, you know, I don't know, to me, there's just not much that, separates the decision between Vinny and Saka or whether to play Kane or not to play Kane. So then past that defenders, I think defender was very clear cut today. It ended up being clear cut when lineups came out. I thought there was a two or three elite options and I just like played them all in every lineup. This slate is very tough, you know, because you have, Whoever the Inter guy is going to be is probably the best option, but they're probably too expensive uh, on this slate. Like with with when you consider the expensive forward options, so I don't know if you do want to pay up for that spot at defender. And then when you look cheaper at defender, I think there's a couple plays. It's weird to say that. I think the best play might be on Copenhagen, but then there's like two or three or four plays even below that where it's tough to decide which who's the best we'll get into it um and you know we haven't even mentioned you know this Kimmich on this slate he's 8800 that maybe is more of a cash game question I, you know but yeah you know i don't know jack it's uh it's a tough slate <laughs> that's what it's, i'll say it's, it's a tough it's, slate and i didn't even talk about the other spots that like those are just the top three spots there's other spots on here too you know what Lataro has the second best goal scoring odds. We have PSV is kind of interesting. You mentioned United. Um, yeah, it's an interesting slate, but I think it's tough. Yeah, I mean, we might have our boy Mason Mount start at 4,100. So we'll have to, you know, third time's the charm with Mount. Um, I agree, Ryan. I think roulette is um, a really good way to put this slate. I registered for cash games and I looked at the slate and I uh, regretted it because, you, you know, some of it's just going to be, do you get a couple coin flip decisions, right? Um, I don't know, unless you really think that you can get into the minutia and know, you know, Harry Kane's definitely going to score and Bukayo Saka isn't, you know, decisions like that. I find those tricky, but um, I don't know. Hopefully we get a l- bit lucky and get there and hopefully our opponents make mistakes and ca- make mistakes in cash games. Um I agree with most of what you said. Adam's article on the website, the defender section is just one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It, it was it was a good write-up of the defender section, but it's completely unintuitive to what you would expect, you know, who you would expect to be the good plays. So, you know, when you're kind of ignoring the classic interplays and focusing on underdogs that are just way too cheap, you know, just a bit funny. You got to pull it up right now. Yeah. Let's um, dig into the forward position. I mean, Ryan, you kind of uh, buried, you know, we didn't, you kind of talked about it right away. Harry Kane is minus 300 and he is the Holland of the slate. His league form is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, I think he's coming off of a 45. He's coming off of two consecutive hat hat tricks, including one on the road uh, to Dortmund. Um, He's got eight goals in his last four games, and he's basically scoring in most of the games he's played, you know, except the one time we played him on the road at Copenhagen. That's when he didn't score. Not salty about it. So he seems like a really elite option. It's a great spot hosting Galatasaray, but there's serious opportunity costs to not rostering him. So, for example, it might be a little bit tricky to fit Leroy Sané in, or you have to play both. But if you play Kane and Leroy Sané, then you're not going to play any of Vinny and Bukayo Saka. And... There's other strong options as well. Gabriel Martinelli is in a good spot. It's really difficult to sort out these top range um, forwards, you know, first from a cash point of view and then think about what you want to do in tournaments. So I don't know, Ryan, do you think uh, Kane is a bit too, do you think you can um, make up for a Kane brace in cash games by jamming Sané and Saka and other set piece takers? Or are you inclined to play Harry Kane in cash given his minus 300 goal scoring odds? 
Yeah, that's a good question. It's, you know, pe people don't seem to treat Kane quite like they do Holland, right? I, I, uh, although the goal scoring odds seem to be about the same. It three minus 300 is a lot. Um, yeah, I don't know if you could get by. I don't think you could fade a brace. I mean, maybe you could, you know, you'd need your guys to at least score a goal. If, you know, I don't have like definitive answers. It's one of those, you can play Kane if you want to. Like, like you said, is he going to score two or not? I don't know. Like, I don't know if I'm going to play him, Jack. I don't, I don't know who's a better play between Vinny and Saka. And, you know, I guess I just don't have a lot of answers, but I don't really think, uh, there is like a definitive answer necessarily. So it's kind of like just pick your guy and play who you want. I don't know. I mean, what do you think? Uh, I was trying to parse through it, trying to find some heuristic that I can lean on. So maybe I'll talk about them going backwards, right? We know what we're getting with Kane. You know, you can project a goal and a half for him. Kane's a great creator as well on the ball. So I feel like he might be more likely to get an assist than other center forwards with this type of goal scoring odds. Um, so uh, he's just an elite play in the spot. So you're like, okay, if I don't play him, what are we going to do? Well, if you play Vinny or Saka instead, you don't really gain anything from the construction. Vinny's a great play, right? He could score a brace, but it feels like Kane's more likely to score for 500. And Kane takes penalties. I don't know. Vinny might take penalties for Madrid. I forget. And I don't know. If they feel like Kane just feels like a flat-out better play than Vinny Jr. in this spot to me just from like a mean projection point of view. Um, Real Madrid fans, you can fight me. I love Vinny. I mean, I want to play him, but it just seems it's everything is slightly more in favor of Harry Kane in this spot. It's not a guarantee. Then Saka has set pieces, but if you look at Ar Arsenal's set pieces, I mean, it's very chaotic, right? Like Trossard could come on in the 60th minute and then Saka stops taking them and then he splits with Martinelli. It's just the set pieces aren't really a big part of Saka's value. So I feel like he's kind of just... Very similar play to Vinny Jr. in this spot. So when I parse through it that way, it makes me a little bit more inclined to play Kane. Just because I don't think Vinny and Saka are going to slaughter me on floor. Um, I don't know. What do you think about that, Ryan? Um, yeah, I think I agree. Sorry. I'm trying to read about Copenhagen in these... Oh defenders but yeah no i think i i wasn't necessarily expecting you to say kane but i think i agree with you that makes sense i'm leaning that way you're right it doesn't really doesn't really get you anything construction wise to play one of the other guys they might have a slightly higher floor but i mean back-to-back -back hat tricks for kane you're right he gets shots assisted and he creates as well I mean, it feels the question safer is, to play Kane a little bit, yeah. The question is how much like mean projected point, like how many how much floor projected points am I willing to gain for a goal, right? Because it's like I'd probably like if two players had like the same projection, but one's more likely to score a goal, I obviously take that, right? And if some player has like a ten point higher floor, but some this guy has better goal scoring odds, I'll probably just take the ten point floor because they can get the goal score. It's like how much better is the floor for Vinny and Saka than Kane in the spot? Kane should get plenty of shots and shots on goal, so maybe you can like say like eight point, seven point floor, and then you're talking about goal contributions afterwards, where one goal might mean twenty points. So. I, I don't know. I'm willing to give up a little bit of floor just because I think there's going to be a lot of goals in this Bayern match, but it's a very close decision. If you play any of these guys and played me in a head-to-head, -head, I, I would completely understand it. I mean, they're very similar, and you just have to get the roulette wheel to spin correct for you. Um, I think one player I want to play no matter what, Ryan, is Leroy Sané at 9,300. Now, that's a player who has a reliable floor. He chips in on set pieces occasionally. I mean, he's a much better play than the guys in his range, um, you know, Lautaro and Hasselu, and he fills up a forward spot. So I would probably say that I like Leroy Sané a bit more than Saka and Junior and Vinny Jr. as well. So right now I'm looking at playing the Bayern forwards. Um, I don't know, where does Sané fit into this puzzle for you? Yeah, I think that makes sense. Uh, are you planning on playing Kimmich as well? 
that's uh, my question for you. That's that's where things just, are getting tricky. I, 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 you know, I just I bring it up because that, that's a lot of money. You know, ten seven for Kane and then nine three for Sane and eighty eight hundred for Kimmich. You can probably afford it all, though. Um, I not th- that you have to play those guys or you have to play Kimmich, but no. Um, I don't think you have to play Kimmich in this spot because there might be some mid-range options that look good, but it's tough to fade Kimmich in a really good set-piece spot. Um, and forward, I kind of want to make, if I make mistakes at forward, like Kimmich is probably not going to bury me with goals. These other top-end, right. there's four top-end forwards who could absolutely just bury you with uh, combining of floor and goals. So that's why I'm okay to maybe try to money ball it a little bit, depending on what options show up. Um, there yeah. are some cheaper 80. forward. Go ahead, sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. There are some cheaper forward options available to us. I mean, everyone in the nine thousand, it's kind of similar. If you want to start saving a bit more, you have Jamal Musiala at six point nine k. He's an option in cash games, I think. So if you wanted instead, if you didn't want to play Leroy Sane and you want to play Musiala instead, that would allow you to get a little bit more comfortable in your utility spot. You know, improve some other spots in your lineup. I think that's justifiable, but I think Sane has a better floor. Musiala is running pretty good on goals, but again, he doesn't offer much of a floor, but it's probably going to be pretty easy to score a goal against Galatasaray. So that's worthy of consideration. And um, Chucky Lozano at 5K seems like a good play, even in a utility spot if you spend up twice. So I expect him to see some action, whether you know he can fill a utility, a midfield, or a forward. And the price is good in this spot for um, PSV at home to Lens. So I... I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. The cheaper options. I mean, yeah, I think you pretty much nailed it. Um, you know, I was sort of surprised to hear you say it about Musiala because I remember you telling me that what a bad cash play he was when he was 5,900 against Copenhagen and ended up getting a goal. Um, His form's you know, not a, a bad bit. play, but we were, yeah, we were just a little bit annoyed about that. But yeah, I agree. You know, he's. So, you know, he's the cheapest Bayern guy by quite a bit. He has been running hot with goals, but, you know, when you're that good of a player, sometimes you run hot with goals and it's a good spot. He has assist upside as well. So I wouldn't fault anybody for playing Musiala. I think Chucky Lozano is the best cheap play. I starred him right away. Um, Just too cheap. The whole PSV team is too cheap on this slate. Um, they've been in unbelievable form. I couldn't believe it. I see that they are 11 and all. They have not lost in the Dutch league, 41 goals and five against, um, now, you know, that league isn't the greatest, but still those are crazy numbers. Um, Chucky Lozano scored a hat trick two games ago in the league. So yeah, I'm all about Chucky Lozano tomorrow. Yeah, I'd like to fit him into utility if I spend up twice at forward anyways. Or you can fit into a midfield spot, like I said. Seems underpriced, so he seems like a great cash play overall. And um, I'm looking at Musial's goal-scoring odds. They're plus 175, so those aren't moving as much. as uh, That's suggesting that he's running a little bit hot. I mean, you are a bit right. I was maybe coming off a bit too glowing about Musiala. I definitely prefer to play Sané instead of him. Like I think I prefer that construction because you can use Lazant. I think you can make things work, but it would require fading Kimmich, which we'll discuss the merits of doing. But I just don't think, you know, you said it a couple weeks ago, it's a ho-hum 12 to 14 points from Kimmich. I somehow think I can survive that when he's priced at 9,000. There's just a lot of options on this slate that we can look to. But um, yeah, I guess pick your poison, probably spend up on at least one of the elite options. I'm inclined to spend up twice in cash right now. And use Chucky at some point as well. I think he's an excellent play. So you're going to want to find a way to put him into the lineup. But we'll revisit this. Anything else for cash? I think that's basically the pool of players that you'll want to consider. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. Um, I would say that Sané has been taking the set pieces in the two most re- recent games because Kimmich wasn't in there. Mm-hmm. just to throw that out there. So I just wouldn't expect him to take the corners again, maybe some of them, but not the majority. I would think uh, that Kimmich would take 80% of corners at this point. It seems yeah. like Sané often so, chips in a couple. Yeah. 
So just throwing that out there. I mean, if you go, if you eliminate the two most recent games where Kimmich didn't play, like Sané's floor is, Sané's had a less than 10 point floor in the four previous games before that. I mean, you know, he got there with two assists and a goal, but just saying like for 9,300, it's not like a lock, but he's a good play. Yeah, good play. Maybe I wasn't looking, inspecting his floor a little bit too carefully, but um, I mean it's good. Obviously, it's good, you know. But yeah, maybe yeah, not I, as elite floor as I thought initially. Still good, but point. you know he he crushed without without Kimmich there. Anyway, yeah, and then well, Kimmich is going to be back, so that's uh, that's the reality. That yeah, you know, if you there. see you you you. I didn't even could have gone to seven or eight straight games with Sané where he might not have a 10 point floor, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Goal, assist, assist, assist. Then goal, 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 goal. Yeah. I guess but still, you know, the, the, look at all those goals in there. So, I mean, that that's part of it too. So, you know, You're he's like, still guy, a good player. This guy stinks for DFS. He's scoring too many goals and he's not crossing right, the ball right. enough for our taste. He, he, he's, he's still a good play, but. Yeah. Well, and then maybe in the spirit of Musiala, maybe Musiala is running good and is, you know, 2,400 cheaper, I think, if I can uh, add the numbers correctly. Yeah, I don't know. No definitive takes, but I don't think anyone could really honestly give you a definitive. These are the two best plays at forward in cash games. So you're going to have to probably one way, I think, to approach the slate, Ryan, is to figure out what defenders and what midfielders you want to play and then make forward work Mm -hmm. after that and just make sure that you're not you know, getting screwed over at forward, definitely spend up at least once. And um, in yeah, because that... it's also possible to play two of the 10K guys, Kane with Vinny or Saka, if you want to. Yeah, I mean, it's 700 more than um, Sané, so go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's a lot that could impress you about the all-new Honda Prologue EV. True, it's got class-leading passenger space and clean, thoughtful design and intuitive technology. But what really sets the Prologue apart from the competition is that it's more than an EV. It's a Honda. Honda, the power of dreams. Visit honda.com slash prologue to learn more. I guess the one of the main pivot points then is, you know, how are we going to spend our midfield salary? Um, Bruno's too expensive at 9.9K, um, Ryan, but... Who stood out to you, you know, as far as the premium options in midfield, maybe 6K and above? Um, like for cash games, you know, I think Joey Veerman's probably a little too cheap on PSV. I think, you know, just all of PSV is too cheap, like like we said. Um, Cruz is going to start for Madrid. I don't know how I feel about that. I, I just, I can't do that. I guess I didn't even really look into it, but. It it's, I looked into his game logs. Like he, does he play 90 when he starts? Like, It's like he plays 90 maybe? half the time, and then he's getting subbed off at 60. It's a bit of a dangerous game you're playing with Tony Cruz, but if you open his game yeah. logs, he's doing pretty well when he's out there, like on a per 90 basis. He's doing pretty well. Good. I see that I, they do look good. Um, you know, I can't. I can't fault anyone for playing Cruz, um, Kimmich. But yeah, you know, back to Kimmich. That's an interesting one, and I realize that you know, I don't. I don't think I necessarily evaluate it correctly because 
I don't normally think from a cash point of view and I really don't even play that much cash. So I just like when I see Kimmich 8,800 and I know that I'm not going to be playing him at all in any of my tournament lineups and in my high stakes stuff and where everything matters. So then I try to come back to cash and sometimes I'm not sure if I think about things the right way, but I think some people will, you know, some people will still see Kimmich and, you know, think he's one of the first guys in, I don't know. 8,800 seems like a lot, like he's not going to crush you. Like even 15 points, does that crush you? I don't think so. You know, we're, I think we're used to Kimmich at maybe like 7,500 in, in spots like this. I don't know. 88 seems like a lot to me, but you know, like I said, I'll have people who just, Oh, Kimmich is a lock. And uh, that's where I guess, I'm not sure. It's tough for me to think in cash game terms. I see. Well, I guess I'm a cash dweeb and I'm still kind of agreeing with you because you're looking at the floor and it's really nice, uh, tight distribution of outcomes. It's usually between 10 and 14 points, but it's, he's not shooting as much as he had. And I think that might be like a tactical change under the new manager, Tuchel. So that's a little bit frustrating because I know last year I would advocate for Kimmich even even in spots where he was a bit expensive in great matchups, because I would see him often shoot from distance. Like I thought he had some bailout upside to him as well. His shooting numbers have gone down. He's shooting about, you know, once less per 90 minutes. And I think that matters because he's less likely to kill you at that point. You're paying 9,000 for someone who maybe it's similar to Aderson at goalkeeper. You're paying 9,000 a lot of time for some, it's not exactly the same, but how much ceiling is there? Like how many 20 point outcomes are there where he absolutely destroys you? I, I'm having a tough time seeing it, but it's Galatasaray. This is pretty elite spot for him. And like, you know, there could be a lot of set pieces. I think someone in the discord might've said that this isn't the same Bayern team as in the past. Like they're not playing for as many set pieces. So maybe their total set piece count has gone down a little bit. I could completely be misremembering as well. It To me, Ryan, he's a good play, but I don't think he's a must. Like Cruz is Yeah, I fine. think that's how I feel. It's just, it's, it's because he's expensive. There is a lot to like about him. You know, he's, he's still suspended for the next German league match. So, so he's, you know, he's for sure going 90. I mean, mm-hmm. you, and you look at his, he's for sure got a 10 point floor in 90 minutes. And then really all he's got to do is come up with an assist. And, you know, I'll just typical thing I like to say, do we think that Kimmich is going to go through the whole season without scoring a goal? I certainly don't think that. So, like, uh, you know, there is going to be one or two in there. Um, so, I, you know, I'm not going to completely. Yeah, like, I'm, it's, it's, I'm, it's right on the, I can go either way, but I, I'm with you. And then I think he's too expensive, expensive enough where you can fade him, but you can also play him. You can play him if you like a, you know, if you can fit him and you like some of the value that helps you fit him, then play him. Yeah. And I think maybe a better way to put this Kimmich decision into perspective is what does it cost you in the rest of your lineup, right? It's pretty untenable to play sock. Let's just say, you know, if you want to play Sokka and um, Kane and cash, and then if you, and then if you click Kimmich, it's rough you're going to have to start sacrificing quite a lot. For example, I think it's tough to fit Joey Veerman and Chucky Lozano in that lineup, and both of them are slightly underpriced and they're in good matchups and seem like good plays. So I'm like, okay, it it starts to get really uncomfortable. And so to play Kimmich, you have to either sacrifice a bit at forward. Maybe you're fine playing Musiala. Seems a bit dangerous to me because Sané and above, those are all great plays. So I'm just hoping that, I am going to sacrifice at that one midfield spot. Like if I played Cruz over Kimmich and Cruz played 75 minutes, maybe I can still get nine points from Cruz. I sacrifice five points, but I've secured two great value plays at other spots at midfield and utility, and I can still be comfortable everywhere else. You know, if we talk Mm -hmm. lineups, not players, I think that's the way that you have to evaluate the Kimmich decision. And right now, yeah. I like lineups that don't have Kimmich more than those that do, and I think I can survive a fifteen yeah. point game. I think that's I think that's the correct breakdown because you have Cruz and Veerman who are very similar to Kimmich for two K less. Yeah, if you didn't have those guys, maybe it would be a different argument. But I, yeah, I agree. 
we have a commenter in the chat. Kimmich doesn't play the same role, not like a three-point gunner in basketball like he was under Hansi Flick. So I don't know. Maybe we can uh, maybe we can chat in the Discord with some of our uh, Bundesliga thought leaders yeah. and get their take on it. Fair point. Yeah, and that's a good uh, value add of the Rotowire Discord. So if you uh, join Soccer Trial, you can join the Discord. You can ask good questions like that. A lot of people like Bundesliga, and um, hey, it's one of the perks of being a Rotowire subscriber. Yeah, a couple comments from Chan in there. I, Chan, you got to teach me how to say some of these Asian players' names. That's all I got to say because, yeah, I see them coming, and I know I'm going to stumble. So, you know, just put it in the Discord. Yeah, you know... I think we should just keep on butchering these names until <laughs> morale improves. I'll, I will never get one of these name rights, and I'm not going to, I'm not about to look it up at this point. I'm in too deep. Um, but yeah, Chan was asking. Oh, man, Jack, I go, I still, so, sorry, I still, I've gone to YouTube more than I'd like to admit in the, in the past couple of months, just typing in so and so pronunciation, so and so pronunciation. And, you know, there's like a bunch of videos on YouTube with like some foreign guy that's trying to tell you how to pronounce these players' names. No, I, I've I've definitely done it. Is that how you got your Chavi Simmons pronunciation? No, I, this I, is, this I is the pot calling the kettle black. You don't have to accept this uh, needle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ozzy's saying, so Kimmich is basically Luis Alberto. I am not going to say that because I don't know definitively, but it seems like, you know, it's just mostly set-piece dependent and not huge ceiling. Ryan, that's exactly what you say about Luis Alberto, so... Do you think that's fair? Yeah. Uh, Kimmich is safer than Alberto, but I, better I, get the compar- I get the comparison. But yeah, Kimmich, I think, is, is a safer. But yeah, in terms of lack of upside, maybe. Um, I was interested in looking at Hakan Chalanoglu. I didn't really expect that I would be interested, but he is on a heater as well if you open up his game logs. He is taking more set pieces than Federico DeMarco. I don't really know what's going on with DeMarco. He seems expensive and uh, not doing as well. But contributing some goals, he's running hot on free kicks. It's a really good matchup for Inter. You know, we're looking at 13-point floor and a couple 10-point floors as well. Maybe it's a little bit too much. Maybe you would just rather play Cruz, even if you knew that he only played 70 minutes because it's a better matchup. But I think he's at least in the conversation. I mean, we're talking about... Should we play Kimmich or not? You can save 1,000 playing Chalinoglu, and that might be enough to get you, you know, Veerman or Chucky Lozano in a different spot. I'm not fixated on those two guys. I think that $1,000 could be put to good use. Um, Ryan, do you have any thoughts on Chalinoglu? No, just I sort of had the same thoughts as you. Uh, you know, I would have liked to just gloss over him and not consider him, but then, yeah, you see that he's been crossing more, taking penalties, scoring goals. Uh so, yeah, it puts him in the conversation, which is kind of annoying. Him versus Cruz versus Veerman, they're all similar. It's like just a feel-based decision, uh, you know? Yeah. I would kind of like to get Chalonoglu taking penalties. When a guy takes penalties, you have like, what, 10 to 15% of games where you're just you're taken care of, more or less. And I think that's really valuable. Um, and if the floor is yep. quite good. And he's playing a lot of minutes. I think Chalanoglu is getting subbed in different spots. So worth considering, there are a lot of alternatives to Kimmich that are cheaper. So I would keep those in mind. But I think above the 6K range, um, that's all I was interested in. Declan Rice is 6,500. I know he's been playing really well. Slightly different role for Arsenal. That's a little bit too rich in that spot. But uh, just notable, the kid has been crushing for the Gunners. I should say something nice about Arsenal every now and then. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank yeah you're you. welcome. Really generous of me, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of thought that the mid-range of midfield was a bit of a dead zone. You always love Fetty Valverde, but I don't know. I feel like outside of a screamer, he's usually not going to kill me. Um, Adam highlighted uh, Krem Arturkulu. Um, I pr- mispronounced that. My apologies. He's been doing quite well in Champions League. I kind of am... I don't really want to spend in this range in a midfield spot because there are good options who are fairly priced, but um, you know, it's worth mentioning, you know, our Turkle, look at these game logs. They're quite elite. And um, you know, if Galatasaray, I give it a go, might not be too bad of a play at 4,100. If you need it, he's the type of guy you can play if you play Kimmich and want to jam two expensive forwards. Do you have any thoughts on our Turkle, Ryan? Yeah, I think you can play him. Uh, 
It's always kind of weird to click, you know, the biggest underdog guy away against Munich. Um, but away to Munich is not Manchester City, you know. They don't keep clean sheets like these other teams. You look at their odds, I think they're less than 40% to keep a clean sheet. Uh, Karem, he, he crushed last game against Bayern. I know it was at home, but he should have scored. You know, he's really good to you look at all these names on Galatasaray like big names Zaha Zia Chicardi whoever else but really Karem is their centerpiece like he's their guy and he's been taking most of the sets now at least last time I checked and yeah just a really good player so yeah I I would have no problem playing with him or playing him um I think I would prefer Chucky Lozano, but you sold me, you know, you have to find $1,000 for it. So that, you know, there's sacrifice. I I would prefer Chucky as well, but yeah, like I would prefer Chucky, but like, I think it's not like a must, you know? Yeah. Like I wouldn't like force the 900 to get up to him, but yeah. Yeah. Just a good play that Adam pointed out. So shout out to him. And um, I don't know. I'm intimidated by the amount of options in this slate. It's going to be tough to narrow everything down. Um, we got Mount at 4.1K if he starts. I'd almost rather play our Turklu at this point, but that just might be due to trauma. It's not like it's a great spot for Manchester United and Mount doesn't play a full assortment of minutes. You can always go for your Scott McTominay BS goal. It's not even BS at this point. You know, He just gets forward and is capable of scoring them. He's 3,800. And um, Ryan, I'm going to shout at your boy Oscar Glauk. He has some great game logs at 30. 300 red bull salzburg are at home and glauk is cheap and he seems to be pretty decent for dfs and a talented young player we just touted krem Turkulu, so why not throw yes. Glauk into the conversation oh for sure yeah i was looking at him what is he 3300 3300 yeah 3300 yeah um just makes a lot of stuff work you mentioned we've talked about him before. He's a promising talent, and really, that's all you're looking for for 3,300. He he takes a set piece or two here and there, uh, depending on who's on the pitch. So yeah, I think that's fine. Are we, we we're just talking like tournament stuff now? I think this would be more Who of a else tournament you could option. play here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I got one more guy. I got one more guy. Um, Sticking with the theme that PSV are underpriced, I kind of like Goose Till playing uh, attacking midfield. You know, he's probably going to get subbed, but coming off a goal and assist last time out in the league, uh, just a guy for 4,500 that is going to be in an attacking role and can score goals and get assists. I think he has like five goals in his last seven or eight league matches or something. Uh so, you know, that's good enough for me. Um, I think he's a fine tournament play. Yeah, nice. It looks like there's plenty of options to play at midfield from Chucky Lozano downwards, which is nice. Just that mid-dead zone. So a lot of value, I think, at midfield. Um, and then some okay options above. Makes it so I don't think, again, just one of these things we keep in mind. We don't have to jam Kimmich. There are some options that can make a good lineup, even if we um, fade him. So not a must. I think that's all I got about midfield. Uh, Want to dig into defender now? Yeah, defender's tough. Defender is tough. Um, the first name that I usually look at in these slates is, um, you know, the inter fullback. So Denzel Dumfries at seventy three hundred. Uh, I don't, I don't know how he got that expensive, but that's probably too much. I don't know if his role has changed in extreme amounts, but he's not a priority for me in cash games. Federico DeMarco, though, is always an interesting player, although we are not projecting him to start. Maybe I'm missing an obvious injury. And then um, in his place, uh, Carlos Augusto has been starting. I mean, pretty good floor, but, you know, on this slate, paying 7K for 10 points at defender, especially when there's cheap options, it just seems like the wrong way to attack the position. What do you think, Ryan? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm just not going to do it. They're probably the best play, you know, from a raw floor perspective. But, yeah, I think it's probably going to cost you too much to, to pay 
that much at defender. There are some cheaper options too. If there wasn't cheaper options, maybe I'd feel differently. Um, the cheap options are tough to evaluate too, but yeah, I think there's enough of them where you don't need to play the inter guys. Yeah. And there's not too much like a microscopic, you know, we're like really digging deep to find like a reason to play the cheap guys. Like there's pretty like clear cut cases why they're decent. I'm just looking at DeMarco's game log right now. And, you know, he has a 22 point game recently, but it's this super frustrating, you know, playing 70 minutes all the time. Again, you're paying 73, 7,300 for that role. That uh, seems expensive. Um, and then we do yeah, have the on the road option. too. Yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. Like just, just doesn't seem great. Yeah, it seems like a rough play. But if you start scrolling down a little bit, you know, you see Alfonso Davies. I'm not quite excited about that at 5,400. Reggion, 4,900. That's a bit too expensive. I start to get intrigued when I look at uh, Masrauri at 4,200. And then probably one of the more striking plays of the slate at 4K is Diogo Goncalves. He takes penalties and most of the set pieces for Copenhagen when he starts. Adam mentioned in his article, there's been some weird stuff going on with his minutes lately. That'll be worth looking into. But I mean, if he starts, what an elite role at a low cost and a slate where we need the money. I don't know. It seems like the spotlight's going to be on him. Um, what do you think? Yeah, it's pretty annoying what's been going on recently, though. Yeah, Adam said it perfectly in his article, just the first sentence. Everyone overlooked him last slate and he's close to a lock on Wednesday you know you'd think so if he starts like it's he hasn't played either of the last two games and he played 45 minutes in the in the game that he played before that so at 45 minutes in the last three matches and then what he's gonna start here and play 90 or play you know you want him 80 whatever um I mean yeah that still could happen but there's at least some uncertainty there. It's annoying because, you know, like he just give us 90 minutes of him and he's a lock. He's like the first defender in. Might but, be the first player in overall at four. Yeah, it, it's just that's weird that he's only played 45 minutes and can't find anything if it's been an injury. It doesn't seem like it. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird situation. Like, I, I like him. Yeah. Like if he starts, we're probably going to play him. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't, if he plays 60 minutes, I mean, fine, he's too cheap and he might take a penalty. So, I mean, come on. Sometimes you just uh, take the role and run, especially at that price. I tried to um, put on my journalist hat and uh, grind Twitter, see if I could find anything on this guy. I found like one article written in Portuguese that I fed chat GPT to translate and it didn't offer anything. So you know, if there's any story about him in the Danish media about him like beefing with the coaches or maybe he like fought a fan or something, any information would be appreciated because maybe he's hurt. We've no idea. You know, it's not exactly covered like the NFL, the Danish league. So we're kind of left guessing unless you have a special source. Um, I mean, it says he was. Yeah, it's weird. It says he was on, on the bench for the last two games in the league that he didn't play. So apparently not injured. How strange. Is he like a young guy or an old guy? How old no, is he? No, he's 26. He's 26? Oh, so geez. like, you know, I guess I could say, are they say, were they, have they been saving him for this Man United matchup at home? You know, it, it, it's possible, but it's weird to like sit, sit a couple games in a row. But I mean, yeah. just have him play 45 minutes. <laughs> I don't know. It seems right. kind of insane. Um, but who knows? That you're not going to get any more information than Goncalves unless you have some, unless you literally know someone who knows him. So good luck with that. Um, <laughs> scrolling down a little bit more, Danny Carvajal, he got a $3,000 price, price uh, decrease. So I think he's officially playable as a living fullback playing for Real Madrid. I think he did pretty well for the interleague slate if you played him. So, um, you know, in a good matchup where Real Madrid have to push, he's capable of. He's capable of, you know, getting nine floor points, which would be quite good for this matchup. Um, another name that stood out to me was Tomiyasu, just because he's alive and playing fullback for Arsenal if he starts. Um, and then you have some set piece taking options. So we have um, Amar Didic. He splits some set pieces for RB Salzburg, I think. It depends who's on the field. And then if you scroll down a little bit more, a name that Adam 
that Adam found was um, Peter Ankerson. Now he's like a 33 year old fullback for Copenhagen and he might start and he gets like seven floor points at 2,600. Like, come on, he shouldn't be 2,600. He's a living, breathing fullback on a slate where we need to play living, breathing fullbacks. And I think he fits a need. I just played John Stones for 2,800 and he doesn't really offer much at all as a defender these days. So Aldo Ryan, what do you what do you see in these really low range price options? Uh, yeah, the guys you mentioned. Uh, okay, yeah. So Dedich for thirty three hundred. At first, I was more excited about him. I still think he's good because he's cheap, but he ha- he doesn't seem to be taking too many set pieces. Recently, I see one here and there in like their recent matches, but like you can't really expect him to take more than one. I don't think Mm -hmm. one or two, Um, but you know, he's fine for 3,300. It's not a terrible matchup at home against Inter. I mean, he did fine at Inter last time. So like, you know, he's, what else did I, yeah. He also, he got, he, I saw him get subbed early in a, one or two matches recently they have they've been playing capaldo at right back a little bit just something that worried me a little i 90 minutes out of him i would play him he's a good play and it seems like he will probably play 90 minutes you know he's one of their better players but there was just a little bit of uncertainty um yeah besides you know the guys you mentioned there's also on the other side of that Salzburg defense, Ulmer is 2,900. Now he's 38 years old. That's a tough, that's, that's a tough click. Well, you were um, out here a couple but, weeks ago touting Trimmel. So you love these old guys. That should, uh, <laughs> well, yeah, Trimmel takes sets, but yeah, no, I, Ulmer, I guess it's one, but uh, yeah, no, the only other one, Serginio Dest, I think is okay for 3,600. Mm-hmm. For some reason, DraftKings just priced all of P- the algorithm or whatever, just put all of PSG down. Um, you know, Dest, it's not like great or anything, but once he gets to 3,600, that's, yeah, I, I you could play Dest, I think. That's what I mean. There's, there's a lot of decent options, but none of them necessarily stand out as, you know, I'm playing that guy for sure. A little more expensive. I think Masrawi is a pretty good play. For 4,200. 4, um, so, yeah, I was looking at, you know, play gun Calves and then probably one of these cheap guys. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't have uh, – usually, like, usually I'll be like, oh, that's the best guy and I'm playing him, but I don't really have that on this slate. I think it's a lot. They just are – uh, reasonably attacking players, they'll cross three or four times, hopefully, maybe create a chance, get you the six points that you want. There's plenty of players who have the opportunity to do that. So if you have a if you have a lean or something you really like, that's good. Otherwise, I think I could use the salary, so I find myself attracted to Ankerson if he starts. But plenty of options down there, especially if you want to correlate to goalkeepers and stuff. And who knows, maybe you can just play Davinson Sanchez and he'll get two assists or whatever happened a couple weeks ago. Just some absurd outcome but yeah i think that's about it with the defender position um unless we miss no we can't hold on sorry i don't know if we can play ankerson you don't know he he got subbed after he got subbed in the 52nd minute over the weekend um game before that he got subbed in the 63rd um he did play 90 in the cup in, about a week ago yeah no you, you can play him but he seems to get subbed more often than not i don't know i guess you'd have to look into it more if they have i don't know i just throwing it out there he's not like a surefire 90 minute guy he hasn't even been playing that much recently yeah. he's been in there a little more but yeah, I don't know. I guess I, I don't know why I was clicking on him. Oh, I see. Oh, he went 90 against Man U. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. He's fine. Yeah, he's fine. He's Just don't be surprised if he gets subbed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's 2,600. Yeah, don't don't come with Sorry, him. again, Jack. Here's the thing. Here, All the stuff that I'm saying, like, is how I think for tournaments. 
I don't know, like cash games, maybe this stuff doesn't even matter, you know, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. I think for cash games, I just see the price and I click and it helps the other spots enough. And it seems like the good right. outcomes are good enough where it's worth it. And the bad outcomes are just not that much worse than the alternatives. Like if I had to like, change a lot of my lineup to go from Ankerson to Dietrich. I don't know. I just feel like that 700 better. Not right. Better, I hear right? you. That's another thing where I just, I'm normally thinking tournaments. So sometimes it clouds maybe the right cash game move. Yeah. Got some commenters. We have Felipe who said he parlayed Francisco and anytime assist from Huang and he made bank. So uh shout out the to assist? you, Felipe. Yeah, I don't know how that paid out, but uh, it certainly did not for DFS, and I'm thankful for that. And then, um, I don't know, I usually don't supply betting advice, but I'm glad something could give you a good sweat and you can make some bank. Miguel, we do not do um, props on prize picks, but if you join the Discord, I'm sure Adam can, uh, he often shows a slip that he has. So that might be something you can get in the Discord. Um, Goalkeeper, Ryan? Who cares? (laughs) Just... There's like four goalkeepers. Yeah. In just pick one. Pretty I'll much. Shout out, I'll shout out Neeland because uh, I'm a Spurs fan. So I'll just play against the Arsenal guys. I don't know if I'll play Sokka and Cash. But, okay. Well, if I play Sokka and Cash, I'll play the Braga goalkeeper. If I play. Your boy Nyland or Neeland or however you say his name, he's out, looks like, with a quad injury. So oh, you're going to have to pay Dimitrovic and give yourself a save $100 and play Dimitrovic. Well, that's just a uh, hundred extra dollars on a day where I could use the salary. Mm-hmm. So, what did is you deal? did you mention Schlager? Schlager as the cheapest home goalkeeper for RB Salzburg. I have him in my dummy line yeah. right now. He is the Glazer thesis of this slate. Uh, yeah, better. He's better than that, in my opinion. But yeah, che- cheapest home keeper. Yeah, I, I get it. I just feel like. Uh, Salzburg have a better chance to win than Glazer had. I don't know what the odds say, but I think so. And even a better, yeah. Fair enough. Anyways. Yeah, it might be looking that way, given the odds. That is probably true, and I'm sure we could check. They were surprisingly competitive in in the last match against Inter. I don't, like, expect them to win, but it wouldn't shock me. Yeah. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I mean, I don't just pick an underdog goalkeeper and start them or, you know, don't play Kimmich and right. invest all your money in goalkeeper for some reason. Again, like up. another thing that I'm talking about that doesn't really matter for cash games, yeah. you know, I'm trying to, yeah. I am finding myself spending down more often than not. Um, I did play Aderson a week ago. It's just, I don't know. I think it doesn't really matter that much. You kind of just want to get the guy that gets saves and doesn't yeah. get up six goals like Joe Hart. I mean, good luck predicting well, that. That's who we played today. I mean, if you can figure out, here's the thing, Ryan. If you can figure out the goalkeeper who busts, this is very, this makes DFS like easy because then you just start playing pairs of players on the team that they're going up against. So I don't want to see anyone saying that I'm picking horrible goalkeepers and not showing me a tournament winning slips, you know, where they're jamming the other side. That's all I have to say about that. So uh, good luck and flip a coin. Um, I wanted to maybe circle back to forward in case there are any names that we missed in tournaments. We talked about some of the obvious options for Arsenal, Real Madrid, and Bayern. Um, I don't know. Do you have any interest in a Manchester United forward? We really haven't talked about them. It seemed notable to me that Hojlund is 7,400, Garnacho 4,500 if he starts. Seems acceptable. I, I'm not going to go there, but I guess the maybe a more reasonable way to put the question is, is there really any reason to play a forward who's not named Lautaro that doesn't play on Arsenal, Real Madrid, or Bayern? That was way too complicated. <laughs> Do you just play forward from the three favorites? Done. There we go. Um, Yeah. You know, that's a good strategy. And that's, you know, normally what I'll do in high stakes, single entry stuff. But other than that, no, you can, I think you can, get outside of that. I like Hoyland for 7,400. I, I think he'd be the most likely guy I'd play from Man U. Um, yeah, you mentioned Lataro. He's just like always ready to break a slate, but somehow doesn't. <laughs> like, you know, he, he just, 
Uh, you know, he scores a lot of goals. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, pretty much. He scores a lot of goals on slates that we don't have, or sorry, on, you know, games that there's no DFS slates for, or like weird interleague slates. But then you try to play him in Champions League or in World Cup or wherever else, and it doesn't seem to happen. But, yeah, no, Lotaro's fine. What, doesn't he have, does he have the second best goal scoring odds? I think so. So, I mean, yeah, and he'll probably go under-owned. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, yeah, you could probably get some... Owned, so. Yeah, so you're going to be able to get some leverage with Lotaro. That's a pretty good option. Um, yeah, who else could we play outside of... Those big three teams, I mean, you mentioned Chucky Lozano, Bakayoko, 6,400, scored a nice goal uh, in France on the last slate. Just He's a guy that always has upside. $4,500 um, Nacho, who would play 70 minutes. That's Oh, he's he's 45? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Oh, I thought you said 65. No, oh, 4,500 4, Garnacho. Yeah, you can play him. He, yeah, for sure. Just the way he plays, he's going to have like somewhat of a floor too, and uh, definitely could get a goal or an assist. Yeah, for some reason I thought you said sixty-five. Yeah, forty-five. I could play Garnacho for sure. Um, yeah, let me double check that price, but yeah, he is. He is. I, I'm looking now. Who else? Well, wow, the, they priced that whole game cheap. I mean, these uh, Adams boy Wahi is only fifty-eight hundred. Fifty-eight hundred. And in good form. Yeah, I don't know. Nothing's yeah, nothing besides that is jumping out. I mean, one maybe roster construction point of view before we go. You can play like I think you can play Vinny and Sock in a midfield spot, and then you could moneyball your forward position if you want to keep on jamming goals in this type of spot. That is an interesting tactic worth thinking. We often talk about these players in forward position, but if you use your dual position eligibility, you can fit in a lot of these uh cheapest strikers if that's what you are going for. But um, yeah, if you're sorry, just check-ins. If you're, I'm just seeing these Copenhagen forwards are forty-two hundred and forty-one. They're so cheap. I looked at the logs; um, it's not very good, but they're there. So it's not very good. It's like a lot of seventy-five minutes and four points, but you know, yeah. if one of them scores a goal. There you go. I'm just trying to see which one I'd play, but. So this Achuri's a winger. I don't know anything about this team. Yeah. Anyways, no. Okay. They're, Copenhagen forwards are cheap if you want to play them. <laughs> They're there. Yeah. A lot of options. Good luck picking who you want to play. And um, I don't know, Ryan. Good luck on making the roulette wheel spin in your favor. But thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank you for listening to us for an hour on your Tuesday. And um, join the Discord. Give us a thumbs up. Subscribe to the channel. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. All that fun stuff. We'd um, love to have you join us. But um, in either way, on behalf of myself and Ryan, good luck on the slate tomorrow. Thanks, Jack. Good luck, everybody. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 